Welcome to episode 78. Time Magazine picks Las Vegas as one of the world's greatest places in 2021. We'll tell you why. Plus, a handful of concert tours announced stops right here in Las Vegas. And the Coliseum at Caesars Palace officially reopens with Usher on stage. The Raiders president suddenly steps down after 30 years with the organization. And the president of the Smith Center talks with us after an emotional announcement about reopening that performing arts center downtown. We have a lot to get to. Let's spin that wheel. Welcome to Vegas Revealed. I'm Dana Roselli along with Sean McAllister. We are back together in Las Vegas. I just got back from a trip to see the fam in Rochester, New York. Sean's on his way to the East Coast. So we're kind of like passing, you know. We're like ships in the night. Ships in the night. That was the phrase I was looking for. <laughs> passing in the night, walking through the hallway. I didn't know what it was, but you got it. <laughs> we have our, our brief time back together to record this episode. And then it's back to our separate ways until... You know, life returns to normal exactly in another week or so. But uh, <laughs> man, I mean, first of all, I, I think we should welcome our any new listeners that we have, Dana, from hearing us on uh, Highway Radio. I know we announced our our partnership with Highway Radio. You and I are providing these entertainment reports, which include pieces of our podcast. And Highway Radio, for people that don't know, is the one radio station you can get on the highway from. Anywhere in Southern California to Las Vegas. Right. So it covers all of the desert area where nothing else comes in. <laughs> but Highway Radio has you covered. We are now contributing uh, entertainment reports on a regular basis. So you tune in to Highway Radio. You can find them at highwayradio.com to get all the, the digits to tune in on your dial. And we'll be a part of your next road trip here to Las Vegas or to Southern California. That's right. Another big thing going on in Las Vegas, not along those lines, masks. Okay, I logged onto Twitter, getting on my flight, heading back, and like everyone in Las Vegas was fighting over vaccines. Obviously, it's a very hot topic right now because people are on edge about more changes that could be possible in, you know, each part of the country. But, and actually the world, really, right? Because the new Delta variant. So, it's such a hot topic right now because we kind of got used to going back to normal and now it looks like we're going to take a step back and our area clark county which oversees the strip has made some changes they just had a vote yeah the clark county commission is the board of politicians here in southern nevada that kind of makes a, that is now in charge of the covid mitigation efforts it was the governor of the state for a long time and then uh, as of july 1st he handed back the control of that to the clark county commission well they just voted that now employees need to wear masks at work in public areas so that means obviously casino workers down on the strip need to wear masks whenever they're in places that they come in contact with the public that also means employees of restaurants Mm -hmm. grocery stores pretty much if you work at a business that has a public area where people can come in and out 
you need to wear a mask in those areas. Right. And then, you know, people keep saying, well, do I have to if I'm just, you know, a patron, a visitor? And it's like, no, no, no. Well, not yet. That is not part of the rule. So it's the staff that needs to wear the mask. So if you want to visit Las Vegas, you want to visit one of our hotel resorts, or you want to take in a restaurant, you don't have to wear a mask if you are vaccinated. Of course, if you are not vaccinated, you are supposed to wear a mask. However, as part of all this, the Southern Nevada Health District is urging all casinos to post new signs that let visitors know that masks are strongly recommended while they're on property. Although it's not mandated, they are strongly recommending the masks. So it's still an honor system, but we all know that the honor system is a bunk system at this point. I mean, you know, it is frustrating, I think, for people that are vaccinated. I get it. It's, you know, you and I have been vaccinated for a while now, and not wearing a mask is... Let me tell you, a real luxury these days. I took a flight to Rochester, and I think like the total flight was like seven hours, you know, by the time you're in the airport and you're switching planes, and you have to wear a mask the whole time you're in the airport, the whole flight, and then, you know, as you're getting your bags and everything. But boy, I hadn't worn one in so long that, let me tell you, it took some getting used to. By the end of that whole travel, I was exhausted, and I'm like, I do not miss the mask i know i'm gonna have to make sure that i that i shave before all my (laughs) flights because otherwise the the mask will get all like stuck in the the stubble it's a lot that's annoying yeah and it's hard to breathe you know but i must say like i didn't mind wearing a mask on the airplane because it is kind of you're stuffed in there with a lot of people so i was like okay with that but it was like i know but all the you know at the airport checking in going through tsa trying to grab a bite to eat taking it on and off and all that but anyway listen I, i know it has to be done but we're allowed to complain, and, and everyone does complain, don't they? <laughs> that, yes, they do, whether anyone's listening or not. So right. bottom line, uh, next trip to Vegas, you are going to see more people wearing masks. This is in effect through August 17th, and then everything's going to be reassessed again. So mm. that's the current state of affairs here, Dana. Yeah, let's get it under control because um, when it comes to lists, Las Vegas is you know struggling. We're at yeah. the top of a lot of lists for high numbers. Okay, well, here's some good news. Time Magazine has named Las Vegas one of the world's greatest places in 2021. So there's that. Another list that we're on. (laughs) I I love it. The article picks three things that they really, you know, think brings us to this list. And one of them is Elon Musk's new tunnel, underground tunnel. It's, you know, the boring company tunnel. It transports visitors from one side of our old convention center to our brand new convention center. And then eventually we'll take visitors to Resorts World as well. And then eventually, eventually is going to go down the strip into downtown into the airport and all sorts of stuff. But we aren't quite there yet. Yeah, there's big plans to have it be like the new transportation system of the future in Las Vegas. Right. And, you know, they use Tesla. So it's a big deal. Obviously, Elon Musk behind that. Also, they talk about Resorts World opening in June. You know how that's a big deal. It's adding a major resort casino to the Las Vegas Strip. It's a big deal. And they pointed out Carrie Underwood's residency. So they kind of picked her out of the group. Yeah. And said, you know, it's a big, big deal to have Carrie Underwood there. It is her first residency. It is. So it'll be exciting to see what she does here. And she is a huge superstar. But I think in addition to the the entertainment, some of the innovation that Resorts World has is that it is a completely cashless property if you want it to be that 
for you. Obviously, you can still use cash, but mm-hmm. if you don't, you can use your your apps and cards, and you don't even need to touch cash right. on property if you don't want to. Yeah, and, and they also point out that it's comprised of three hotels, which is kind of a little bit different, and the they call it a hawker-style food court. What does that mean? Well, I think it's just one of those kind of places <laughs> where it's like a marketplace where people are hawking their stuff. Oh, well, right. You walk around, <laughs> lots of different okay. options. Yeah. It's set up like a like an Asian marketplace. Okay. And then this is the third one that they picked. A new restaurant out in Vegas, out west. Yeah. And we're talking at Tivoli Village, which is a great place. It has some great restaurants, cute little shops. Super cute out there, um, right south of the Summerlin Parkway. But they pointed out a new restaurant called Al Solito Posto. It is apparently amazing. It's upscale but old school Italian. Serves elevated, you know, eggplant and chicken parmesan, lasagna, dessert, pie-sized rainbow cookies, you name it. I haven't been yet, have you? No, I haven't. And I hear it's delicious, but they specifically pointed out that restaurant. So that's kind of cool, too. Very cool. And anytime that there's recognition for things off the strip here in Las Vegas and that turns off strip destinations into an attraction for Vegas visitors is always great because there really is so much to do here outside of the main resort corridor. Other things do exist because believe me, even just being home in New York now, all my friends I mean that I feel like I know really well and know my life here for like 16 years but they still think that I like just you know literally plant a a lawn chair on the strip and that's just where I (laughs) hang out I eat I sleep and and that's my whole life but anyway (laughs) if you planted a lawn chair on the strip I would tell you to reevaluate everything (laughs) that could be a fun little you know day though for someone when it gets cooler out a day All right, well, let's talk shows because we have a huge list. We're going to just run through them all because there's so many new shows announced. And we're also talking about, like, tour stops. We have a lot of tour stops announced recently, which is kind of cool. The tour stops include, let's just go through that. First of all, The Killer's coming out with a new album. They are from Las Vegas. (laughs) We love them. The Killers are phenomenal. And they just keep pumping out albums recently. They have Because they had the one that wasn't too long ago, the Mirage one. Yep. And now they have a new one coming out in August. They announced a tour. They're going to be stopping at T-Mobile Arena in 2022, but tickets will go on sale in July. You'll have to lock those in because their Las Vegas shows sell out really quick. Yeah, they do. People love to see the Killers in their hometown. Also, Journey is coming back to Las Vegas, this time at uh, the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. This is a one-night-only concert on that band's tour. Right. I think that's sometime in December, but tickets are on sale as well. Hey, Goo Goo Dolls had to mention this because, you know, they are from Buffalo, where Sean and I are from. Western New York. (laughs) Well, the Goo Goo Dolls will be performing at the Laughlin Event Center, and so tickets on sale for that. I think they're performing with Collective Soul, so go check them out. It's a quick little drive from Las Vegas. That'll be such a good show. That's like my era of music, yeah. too. Uh, Harry Styles also coming to town. Uh, John Mayer has announced a tour stop here. So the concert tours are just 
endless. And we've got all of the information on dates and ticket sales and all that if you go to our Vegas Revealed uh, social media channels. Also at Vegas-Revealed.com. Just scroll down to the articles and we've got information there. Yeah, and real quick mention that, you know, Mexican Independence Day is huge here in Las Vegas too. Tons of different shows scheduled for that all over. And they keep having to add shows to the weekend because they're so popular. So great concerts going on affiliated with that weekend as well. Um, Something I wanted to mention just to update folks on, we interviewed Chris Angel last podcast. We went to his restaurant in Overton, Nevada, explained why he's opening it, what it you know, means to him. It has a a charity hook, obviously, with uh, families that we mentioned that have children with cancer. So they're hoping to make money from that restaurant and then be able to um, have families afford to do some camping on land out there in Overton, which is about 45 minutes to an hour north of Las Vegas. Well, the restaurant's officially open because he wasn't sure. He didn't have a specific date when we talked to him last. Yeah, but now the doors are open for business. I know in some of those preview days leading up, word got out about the restaurant, maybe because people heard it on (laughs) Vegas Revealed. And there was so much traffic down there that they ran out of food. I know. They had to shut the restaurant down, do more training to, you know, get the staff ready for so many people coming there, get their food orders in. But the restaurant called uh, Kablip, Chris Angel Breakfast Lunch Pizza, Um, And by the way, if you didn't listen to the Chris Angel interview, listen back. And he specifically addresses the name (laughs) Kablip. And you'll want to hear what he has to say about it. That was good. That was good. But yeah, Chris was doing some videos, keeping everyone up to date. And so it's now open. Head up there. Support uh, the small town and support, you know, this this new kind of movement Chris is trying to to do. And and getting this, you know, getting the families that that have kids that that have dreams of camping and riding their dirt bikes and kind of open land he's gonna he's gonna make that possible and he said he's gonna provide the food for those families on weekend camping trips as well yeah and that's such a great thing we love that always great to talk with chris uh somebody else who has a show coming back here to las vegas the one and only nfl legend terry bradshaw He's so funny. He is so funny. We both have interviewed him many, many times. Um, we've been in TV, and he's come into the studio, and he's just a hoot. His show is great, does a little bit of music, some storytelling, and it's great because it's going to kick off again. I believe it's in September and run through December, which is perfect for you know football season. You can go see the Raiders and then pop in and, and go see Terry Bradshaw's show at the Luxor. So welcome back to Terry. Glad to have him back in town. Also, Banachek, he's the kind of like the mind behind a lot of the very famous magicians all over the world. He is starting a show at the Strat, and he's apparently never had like his own residency show. So huh. the Strat got him over there, and he has a 4 p.m. show, which I thought was kind of cool. Tickets only start at 29 bucks, and apparently he's like one of the greatest mentalists of all time. So that will be a show that I think that will get a lot of attention as well. And then another really affordable show down at Bally's is back. Yeah, Potted Potter. And this is kind of a... A spoof on the whole Harry Potter franchise. Um, it's It really is an enjoyable show. If you've read all the books, you're going to really be into uh, what this show does mm-hmm. and how it brings those stories to life. 
in an all-new way, Potted Potter is over at Bally's. Shows are uh, resumed. They're back on right now, and tickets start at right around $37, so another really affordable show. All right, and let's talk Bruno Mars. He had some shows planned for July 23rd and 24th and had to cancel, sadly. And, you know, he sold out right away. So we know a lot of people were going to this show, and I bet they were disappointed because if they can't make those shows, even though he's moved them to August, you know, you may not have plans to be here then, and so you missed out. But um, unforeseen circumstances is what they're saying, why they had to cancel the show. So we don't know if he was sick, somebody was sick, something, you know, scheduling-wise came up that they had a conflict. We aren't sure. But it, for a show at that scale, there has to be something pretty pretty major that comes up where you have to cancel a weekend of shows because that is a lot of people and a lot of money from the tickets that, you know, they're kind of putting on pause to uh, reschedule those shows for August. Right. Uh, so that's Bruno Mars. Uh, up at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace, we talked about this last week, Dana. Usher is back on stage. Right. Now you went, it was a big deal, first of all, because the, that was the first time the Coliseum had opened its doors. I, mean, I think there was a performance before the one that you went to, but it was the first show back at the Coliseum that has been closed since the pandemic started. So a big deal. They, you know, announced Usher was coming there during the whole shutdown, remember? And then people were like so excited to have a show on sale and excited Usher was coming. He did really well, I think sold out right away. And so you went to the performance and not only was he performing just last weekend, but also he has more dates coming up. Yeah, he does. And I believe he has dates all through uh, December of this year, but his residency is going to be an ongoing thing. This isn't just for a short chunk of time. He's going to have dates ongoing. And I know the people at uh, Caesars Palace and Live Nation and Usher's team have really worked on this show for, for over two years. And it's been described to me as a labor of love mm-hmm. for a lot of people involved in the show. So everybody involved, congratulations on getting the show up and running, um, especially throwing a pandemic into the mix. That is a big undertaking to get a show off the ground like that. Right. Definitely. And as far as the show goes, I think production wise, it's they've really done a lot to step up the game at the Coliseum with the production that that goes on in there the the lighting the staging all that it was really over the top and good Mm -hmm. good yeah i saw a lot of clips and and you were sending me some videos of usher dancing and coming on the aisles and so does he like enter that way does he end that way how did the what was the kind of the format for folks that might want to go see that way they know where to sit yeah there's a few times that he comes out and meanders through the audience i don't yeah i don't know if it was a couple times during the show he kind of wandered out and i don't know if that was just like i'm assume it was planned okay. and then he didn't just hop off stage and <laughs> like go chill with people in the audience but right. so how was the crowd were they into it the the crowd was into it here's my personal review of the show okay. i think for usher fans who have bought his albums who have followed him through the years i think Usher fans are going to be super into it. I don't fall into that category of being like an Usher fan that has really followed him closely. I'm 
obviously aware of some of the big hits that he's had, but I wouldn't like buy tickets to go and see him in concert Mm -hmm. when he's out on tour. Okay. If you are, you know, among those people, I think it's a show you're going to love. But here's my thing with Vegas residencies is that it's my belief that when an artist comes into Vegas and does a residency, you need to appeal to more than just your core base of fans. You need to broaden your spectrum a little bit so that regardless of who is sitting in those seats, they walk away saying, that was a damn good show. And now I'm interested to go and buy the music of this person that I just heard. Right. It's like when I tell you all the time, I went to Brooks, Dunn, and Reba at the Coliseum. And I did not think I was going to really get much. I'm not, I don't follow tons of country music. I haven't followed them, but I was well aware. But I left a fan and I was like, that was one of the best shows I'd ever seen. And then I downloaded some songs. And that's the same way I felt about uh, Ricky Martin, his show over at the Park Theater. And Jennifer Lopez, her show over at uh, Zappos Theater at Mm -hmm. Planet Hollywood. I was never big fans of them, but I walked away being like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. they were phenomenal. And they brought Vegas elements into the show. And I really didn't get that from Usher's show. Now, I would assume he's very entertaining. My friend and I, we were at the iHeart Music Festival one year. We waited. Usher was like the last performer. We waited and waited and waited for Usher to perform. And we liked it. But then we came away going, oh, I would have thought it was going to be like, I don't know. I guess just, you know, it it must be like his music videos that stick in my head from the past that they were always so amazing and his dance moves were so cool and all that. And so are are you getting that from the show at the Coliseum? Oh, you totally are. Okay, good. You're getting Usher dancing. You're getting him singing. You're getting, you're getting the hits. You're mm-hmm. getting, and that's why I say Usher fans are going to love it. Right. But I feel like it was more of a show that you would get if he was doing a tour. Okay. Rather than doing a Vegas residency that brings in the Vegas elements mm-hmm. and all that. Kind or showcases of stuff. something different. Like he didn't do something that maybe you're like, oh, I didn't know Usher could do that. Or uh, maybe in a, I don't know, an acoustic or a cool sit at the end of the stage maybe in... You know, so there no, was nothing really... He, I mean, he roller skates. <laughs> okay, well, there's and that. And I don't think he roller skated before this residency. <laughs> That's huge on Tic Tac. Didn't you say there were stripper poles involved too? There are <laughs> poles and strippers, apparently, <laughs> who he brought in from Atlanta. Okay, wow. Not even Vegas strippers? Not even Vegas strippers. What? He said oh. they were straight from the ATL. That is not fair. Come on, Usher. You got to employ the local economy. <laughs> So Well, anyway, I, I saw a lot of great videos. It looked like a great show. Uh, your take, interesting. And you know what? He's probably going to tweak things because I've gone to see like Mariah Carey like at the beginning and then like two years later and I noticed a big change in her show and that she took a lot of, you know, things and feedback that she got from the audience and people, you know, that came to see the show that they might know and made some tweaks. Well, and let me just put this out there in all transparency. I have shared my... Uh, my review with others who were at that same show that night and other people who have seen it and they think I'm crazy. Really? They're like, are you kidding? I had so much fun. Great. I was up dancing the entire time and I wouldn't change a thing about that show. So, and I said, you know what? Good. I hope I'm in the minority of 
what goes on because I want the show to be successful. I want people to go and see Usher at the Coliseum. And listen, bring on the Vegas strippers. We got to support our people. And we got them. <laughs> well, then maybe you can go see Usher and then, you know, afterward, maybe head down to some of our local strip establishments and support the economy. <laughs> well, the show will definitely get you in the mood for it. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, look good. His costumes look good, too. All right, well, speaking of costumes and performing in stages, let's talk about the Smith Center. I was so happy to see Myron Martin's face everywhere last week when the announcement came out that they were going to start bringing shows back to the Smith Center because he looked so happy. And I know you were able to go to that announcement, Sean, and pull him aside and chat with him one-on-one and really talk about the emotion of this. It's been hard. The Smith Center's been closed for a very long time. Yeah, it has. And Myron Martin, the president and CEO of the Smith Center, he's the guy who really made it possible to have a big world-class performing arts center here in Las Vegas. It's in downtown Las Vegas. It's off the strip and it's really become a hub for touring Broadway shows. And it's also launched some touring shows Mm -hmm. as well. Um, But yeah, I was over there as the ghost light on the stage. That's been the only light that's uh, been illuminated inside Reynolds Hall at the Smith Center as that light was dimmed and the house lights came up for the first time. Myron Martin was visibly emotional Mm -hmm. at that moment. And it's because it has been so long since patrons have been in the seats over there at the Smith Center. Just how long has it been? 482 days this stage has been dark lit only by our ghost light and today we got to turn the lights back on and and explain the emotions the feelings that you had when that ghost light rolled off the stage and the house lights turned on you you know sean i i i knew that i was going to be a little bit emotional i had no idea that it would overcome me so but you know when when you've been dark that long and you're in the business of inspiring people you know, I haven't seen one body in this theater for over a year, and it really hit me. And then to see the actors off stage, ready to come on and entertain our folks today, it really hit me. So <laughs> was I thrilled uh, that we were able to do this today? Absolutely. And obviously, you're excited to have a new Broadway season launching again this fall. But to have a a national tour launching here at the Smith Center as part of that, what does that mean? How significant is that? Well, you know, the Smith Center has become one of the most important stops on Broadway tours. Uh, that, That in and of itself is a big deal. The fact that we can now make world premieres in Las Vegas says an awful lot, not only about the Smith Center, but about Las Vegas. And and talk about the upcoming uh, Broadway season that you have, because I I know people are going to be itching to get back into the theater and have that live performance in front of them that that they've been deprived of. It's true. People uh, have renewed their subscriptions. They can't wait to come back. Of course, Broadway starts with the great... Andrew Lloyd Webber musical Cats, which is going to be here for the very first time. It's a classic, but it's making its Smith Center debut and many other great shows. If you go to the smithcenter.com, you can see the whole list of upcoming Broadway shows. 
And, and if people aren't season ticket holders, I, I know in the past you've done ticket lotteries for, for some last minute tickets. Is that going to continue? So uh, um, we always hold a certain number of tickets for single ticket buyers, for people who say, I can't come to the entire season, but I want to see these two or three. Uh, they sell out quickly. Uh, but we hold them for, for folks that just want to come to one or two or three shows. So, again, go to the Smith Center box office. Get them quickly because they do sell out. And, and what is your overall message to the Las Vegas community as we're, we're coming out of this and as we are able to have the arts, live arts, being a part of our lives again? So, Sean, when you think about sitting in these seats right behind me, uh, 2,050 people sitting at any given time taking in a Broadway show. Most of them don't know each other, right? You may be sitting <laughs> side by side with someone you've never met who may come from the other side of town, who may have a different background than you. But when we gather together in this space, we laugh together, we cry together, uh, we commune as a community, we come together as a community uh, to be inspired by, by Broadway shows. So it's needed. <laughs> it, it is so needed. I can't wait for us to come back together, be inspired, to laugh, to cry, and to share these experiences together. Well, Myron, it's great to see you here on the stage in Reynolds Hall today and can't wait to see you again when uh, I come and sit in these seats myself. I can't wait to see you. Thanks. Well, you can tell he's just so happy to open the doors. Uh, I'm, re I'm relieved for him and for the entire community. We need the Smith Center back. And for folks that are listening that don't know what the Smith Center is, it, you know, we mentioned it's a performing arts center. But, you know, back in the day when they built the Smith Center, there was a lot of naysayers in the community going, this isn't going to work. We aren't a performing arts town. We don't, you know, nobody wants to go see Broadway shows. We've got the Strip. But the Strip didn't have a lot of Broadway shows. There were a few they brought in. Jersey Boys obviously was a big hit. And Rock of Ages and Phantom of the Opera. So we had a few. Also Avenue Q. Oh, yeah. That over was at the Wynn back in, I'm, but that was back in the day. Yeah. We just don't have a lot of Broadway shows on the strip, you know. But so the Smith Center opens and everyone's like, oh, this ain't going to work. And then everyone was buying season tickets that lived here. People were coming into town and going to see shows that were coming through. I mean, we had Hamilton there, Book of Mormon. So anyway, um, Long story short, the Smith Center has become really important to the Las Vegas community and to people that come through and visit Las Vegas. Yeah, and as you mentioned, uh, an officer and a gentleman is launching its national Broadway tour right oh. here at the Smith Center in Las Vegas. It's full of I, great 80s music. Listen, so good. One of my favorite movies. I've seen it over and over and over again. And I know that might be weird to you because I feel like doesn't seem like a movie that you would watch over and over. However, Richard Gere, Officer and a Gentleman, I know the, all the lines, you know. I mean, way to go, Paula, way to go. But he carries her out of there. It's just there's some great moments, and I can only imagine the show is going to be great. And you'll leave with all those <laughs> great songs going through your head. Can't wait. All right, and check out, you know, like Sean mentioned, to uh, the full schedule on the Smith Center's website. Tons of great shows coming and we look forward to the doors opening there at Reynolds Hall. All right, what do you say we get to our tips? Let's do it. And this one I love because it came from a question from a listener. 
It did. John Durante, who has been a very loyal listener of Vegas Revealed, sends us messages, gets our advice on things, which, by the way, reach out to us anytime you want. Um, not just John, but any of any any of you listening, feel free because there's lots of information to share. But John says, I'm coming back to Vegas in August for the first time since 2019. He tells us where he's staying. He's going to check out uh, Resorts World and Circa. But John asks, is there any must-see new things that the two of us really like since Vegas has reopened? Thank you for your question, John. Dana, take it away. (laughs) Yeah, and John has a list of some things that he wants to do. And he did mention he's going to go see Circa. And we said, well, you got to go to the Legacy Club. That's got a great view. Uh, You know, just go check out the whole resort. But that's one of our our favorites because of the view. And then Resorts World, obviously, is brand new. You got to go over there and check it out. The one place that Sean and I have talked about in the past, and we did an interview with the folks that run it, is Gatsby's. It's a beautiful, large lounge right in the middle of the casino go there have a cocktail for sure so classy and it makes you feel really fancy doesn't it it really does yeah it's it's a beauty um and then a new supper club has come to the win and we think john should go there absolutely delilah is now open at win las vegas and it's a 1920s era supper club uh the food just looks absolutely phenomenal we have not been over there yet to experience it but it's on our list of things to do too but it's just beautiful inside everyone that's been over there has said it's it's gorgeous and um you and i were chatting with at a different event the fashion show with one of the architects or designers of it when it first started and i know that he was so proud of this space so uh go check out delilah and then also mayfair supper club you know speaking of supper i mean supper clubs are just a cool thing to do in vegas because you can go have a dinner drink dessert but also be entertained at the same time and the Mayfair Supper Club I don't think was open the last time that John came here because he said he came in sometime in 2019 and it opened uh New Year's Eve going into 2020 right so we had gone there you know for its grand opening weekend Mm -hmm. had dinner there and um then the world shut down yeah exactly (laughs) it's still one of our most popular videos by the way on our youtube that we have of the mayfair supper club we threw together a bunch of clips from our phone and people love to see the inside so if you want to see it uh check out our youtube at vegas revealed but yeah i think john should go there too because it's a great night out it's it's a beautiful venue you can see the fountains very iconic as well and then speaking of fountains and water we're gonna send you back to the wind john Yeah, for the Lake of Dreams. So if you haven't been over there, um, just check it out. It's just outside uh, Parasol Down, which is the little lounge at the bottom of the escalators that's right behind the big center bar that's there at Wynn Las Vegas. Um, But Lake of Dreams, it's a show. Yeah. And it's been totally reimagined, redone since uh, the pandemic. Since your last trip in 2019, John, they've totally redone it. There's a few restaurants 
out on the lake as well. Yeah, there, then there's a variety of songs which I was I love, you know, because there's things from Lady Gaga to Sonny and Cher, and the shows Beatles, go off. Yeah. yeah, shows go off like every 20, 25 minutes. A lot of people don't know about the Lake of Dreams. You can sit out there and have a cocktail, like Sean mentioned, or go to one of the restaurants. But if you go to one of the restaurants that are around the Lake of Dreams, make sure that you request the patio. Yes, otherwise you're not gonna see everything that's going on out there. But yeah, Lake of Dreams, Delilah, Mayfair Supper Club, the Legacy Club up at the top of Circa, and Gatsby's Inside Resorts World. That's a list. That is a list. I That'll know. keep you busy, John. I'm going to write John back right now and say, do you want to wait for the podcast to come out for our list, or should we send you the list? So <laughs> hoping he's going to wait, and that way he can like have something to look forward to. But um, that's a great list, that's for sure. Wanted to quickly mention, too, I am heading to Sunset Station, which is off the Strip in the Henderson area, and going to to the outdoor amphitheater station casinos is kicking off their live entertainment and i'm going to see a country concert there i can't wait i am going to see justin moore perform at the amphitheater and you know stations is just letting people know hey we're kicking off live entertainment again i've actually never been to the sunset station amphitheater so i was like i need to go to this because i am still checking things off my list as long as we've lived here that I haven't been able to do. I know, and that's the great thing. Your options here are pretty much endless, which is the beauty of living in Las Vegas. Can't wait to hear about the Justin Moore concert and the Sunset Station Amphitheater uh, when we're next together, Dana. I know. It's been, um, you know, a long list of things today. We, We know... There was a lot to go through, but things just keep coming through. We will keep you updated on our social media, as always. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We put pictures up. We have all the content from our podcasts. And if you're a new listener, go check out some of our old podcasts. Sean, just recently, we interviewed the president of the Raiders, Mark Bedane, and then he stepped down suddenly. Yeah, it was sudden resignation. That was what? I, I was shocked about that. I feel like everyone else was, too. He's been with the organization since he was a summer intern, so 30 years. Man, alive. So yeah. you will hear one of the last interviews with Mark Bedane as the president of the Raiders uh, uh, right here on our Vegas Revealed podcast. Just go a couple episodes back and you'll see that. Next week, since Sean's out of town, Sean and I have recorded a podcast that we really think you're going to enjoy. And it kind of goes through a top 10 kind of best moments in Vegas that we we have had. Like, so we we shared, I would share some of my stories, he would share some of his, and then we went through and we listed them off in order. And we've got some doozies. And these are celebrity encounters, unforgettable moments, things that really just only happen in Las Vegas. And since Dana and I have uh, each been in Las Vegas for over 15 years, there have been a lot of of run-ins, special... <laughs> run-ins, that's a good way to... <laughs> they're, they're run-ins. Good way, to, that's a good way to call it. We'll just put a period right there yeah. and tune in next week. Oh my goodness, yeah, it's going to be a good one. So anyway, listen, have a great vacation, Sean. Everyone stay up with us on social media and have a great week. And by the way, be sure to check out the links that we have down in our show notes. You can check out the Vegas Revealed merchandise store. Also, if you want to help support what we do here on the Vegas Revealed podcast there is a donation link to our paypal and we also have a link in there where you can find us at highwayradio.com and sean you're actually really going to be hearing this on your trip captain we've been cleared for landing 
On behalf of the flight crew, thank you for flying with us and have a pleasant day. Let's go to Vegas, baby. Let's get away.